Welcome to Prima's 2017 podcast series. My name is Shonda Ragland. I am the Director of Education and Training at Prima. On this Prima podcast, Tara Marchand will discuss injury exaggeration amongst public entity employees. Tara is the National Director of Functional Capacity Evaluation, FCE, Services for One Call Care Management, a leading provider of workers' compensation care management services. In her role as National Director, Tara provides clinical oversight of One Call's dedicated industrial therapist, as well as serving as a national clinical liaison to ensure the industrial program delivers consistent objective outcomes for return to work. Tara also travels the country speaking at both national and regional events to educate both payers and providers as to best practices in all areas of industrial rehabilitation. We will also be joined by Taekwon Gilbert, a member of Prima's education and training team. Taekwon will moderate the discussion. Enjoy the podcast. Tara, what is symptom exaggeration? How might it affect public entities? Symptom exaggeration is when an injured worker either consciously or unconsciously reports or displays symptoms of disability or illness in excess of what is truly real. In terms of the effect for public entities, the biggest concern that I've seen in my area of practice is that it can have a significant impact on their indemnity costs. Symptom exaggeration is not that common. It occurs in about 10% of cases, but it can result in totally unnecessary permanent total claims, which are very, very costly claims. And then even more frequently, it can result in higher payouts on inaccurate impairment ratings that are being calculated based on bad data because the injured workers are not giving good, consistent effort. And so they look like they're being more impaired than what they really are. Are there different ways symptom exaggeration might be exhibited? There are many different ways, but as therapists, we typically see exaggerations with respect to strength loss, sensory loss, and range of motion loss, which all of these impact impairment calculations. And then, of course, you have the symptom magnifiers who are saying that they are totally incapable of performing any type of work. So they take it to the full extreme in that, um, those total disability claims. Are there ways to identify if symptom exaggeration is taking place? For example, can a functional capacity evaluation assist in identifying symptom exaggeration? Absolutely. A functional capacity evaluation is probably the best tool to identify symptom exaggeration. And when an FCE is done properly by a skilled therapist using a great system, they can not only identify that symptom exaggeration is occurring, but they can document all of the inconsistencies that are there so that the treating physician is aware that this is happening and in turn, hopefully, they will not use that bad data to calculate the impairment rating. We hope you're enjoying the podcast. Here are some words from Prima's Member Services Manager, Danica Williams, regarding Prima membership benefits. Prima is a membership organization 
dedicated to advancing the knowledge and practice of risk management in the public sector. Prima members come from a diverse range of disciplines, entity types, sizes, and share a variety of titles, including risk manager, human resources professional, workers' compensation coordinator, employee benefits coordinator, claims administrator, safety personnel, risk pool administrator, just to name a few. Despite their titles, there is one resounding theme among these individuals, and that is that they manage risks within their entity and importantly, risks affecting the public interest. Prima members enjoy a robust array of educational programming, risk management resources, and networking opportunities. Some of Prima's member benefits include access to blogs, podcasts, webinars, Prima's job bank, Prima's online community where members have the ability to connect, share, and solicit information directly from their colleagues, Prima's library of risk management documents, Prima's flagship publication, the Public Risk Magazine, and member discounts to all Prima events and training. Becoming a Prima member is one of the most worthwhile career investments a risk management practitioner can make, not just for themselves, but for their entire entity. To learn more about Prima member resources, visit primacentral.org. Now back to Tara and Taekwon. Are there proactive strategies that public entities can use to avoid symptom exaggeration from occurring in the first place? Absolutely. So often, I'm you know, talking to employers every week across the country, and I tell them, please respond to your injured workers at the time of the injury. You've got to treat your injured workers like little kids and care for them. So often when I'm doing an FCE, and it could be a year later, it could be five years later after the injury, and when I ask that injured worker, so tell me what happened, how did you become injured? They think back and they're still mad, they're still angry because they feel that either the employer didn't respond in time or they didn't care that they were injured. These first responders at employers, they're trained in CPR. It's very, really no different. It's look, listen, and feel. The same abbreviations that can be used in CPR should be used for every injury. They need to look at the injured worker when the injured worker comes to tell them that they just hurt their back, knee, ankle, whatever it is. And they need to listen actively, make eye contact, and listen to what the injured worker is saying. I know supervisors are busy, they're shuffling papers, they're on their phone, but the injured worker needs to feel like they've been responded to. And then they need to feel empathy. They need to put themselves in the position of that injured worker and say, how would I wanna be treated if this were my back, my foot, my ankle? So tell them, we will get you care. If you feel like you can work, that's fantastic. But if you need to go to the company doctor, we will arrange for that to happen. If you can finish out your shift, that's great. I'm going to come check on you in an hour to see how you're doing. But we've got it at least initially documented. You don't have to have the OSHA recordable, but at least write it down so the person knows there's a record of it. If the person finished out their shift, tell them you're going to call them at home that night to check on them. That's on personal time. Injured workers know that 
the year supervisor does not need to do that. It makes them feel that they're cared for. Give them the aftercare number in case they need to go to the aftercare center that is on the panel for the company. If the person feels that they are cared for and taken care of just like a little kid, then they'll be less likely to go get an attorney, end up in the ER where things can start to lead to symptom exaggeration and dragging out of the claim because that injured worker is upset and at some level, whether subconsciously or consciously, they're out to get that employer. So if we care for our injured workers, the second it happens, it can help prevent symptom exaggeration down the road. Is there a common type of profile of employee that exhibits this type of behavior? There absolutely is. The research suggests that there are definitely occupational risk factors. And the first and foremost is low job satisfaction or the people that do the monotonous, repetitive work. These people did not grow up wanting to be the chicken leg cutter at the chicken plant or the green glass picker at the recycle plant. These jobs are very, very monotonous, very repetitive. If these injured workers understand that there's a work comp system available, which they do, it's advertised at every employer site. To some people, that's like a get-out-of-jail-free card to them. So if they know, hey, I can symptom exaggerate, and there's a system that's going to pay me 66 and two-thirds percent of my salary, there will be abuse in the system. Secondly, the research suggests that people who have low education or skill level tend to exaggerate more. But I have to caution people here because just because people may be low education level, they sound educated because people Google everything and they're watching YouTube videos. They present very well when they go to the doctor or when they go to the therapist because they've memorized what symptoms to have and they know how to draw it on a pain drawing because they saw it on Google. The next one is those adverse employer-employee relationships. See this a lot. An employee has had the verbal warning. They've had the written warning, and now, oops, they slip and fall because they knew the writing was on the wall. It becomes very difficult, too, at that point for human resources and workers' comp to try and come together sometimes and manage this file. The research also suggests that people with short-term recent employment tend to symptom exaggerate more than those with long-term employment. But I caution you here as well because I've done FCEs for almost 25 years and I feel like public entities tend to have a higher risk with this. They have those long-term employees that have worked for them for 25, 30, 35 years. And what happens is these people get injured in their 50s and 60s, and they have the mindset that they've put in so much time, the company owes them something. They feel like they should be able to retire on workers' comp. So you see some of that symptom exaggeration happening with these folks. And then finally, the last one is there tends to be more symptom exaggeration in labor-intensive jobs or jobs that require lifting greater than 25 pounds on a frequent basis. We have reached the end of our podcast. 
Thanks so much, Tara and Taekwon. Please visit the Prima website to listen to other Prima podcasts, join upcoming Prima webinars, read Prima blogs, and learn about additional Prima educational resources. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and our very own Prima Talk. Enjoy the rest of your day.